welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer Minisode 19, Warhammer Quest, The Silver Tower. So we've been sent the Silver Tower by Games Workshop. It arrived last week, and um, we decided to get on it straight away and record a show. Um, I know there's been some YouTube videos out there, and it's a great one by the Healing Hammer crew. So that'll be in the show notes. Go check that out. That's an unboxing. You can see all the models, and that's really great to see them doing some YouTube content to really get behind support them by subscribing. Um, just a quick one on YouTube. Facehammer will be doing some video content soon. Um, we need to establish... Um, how to do it and get some equipment so that will be coming probably in the summer so uh, keep your eyes peeled for that on YouTube uh, we've also been on our Facebook page a lot more so if you want to like and share our page we'd really appreciate that um, we're going to have some albums on there with some content we'll put the pictures up from the Silver Tower game that we're going to play through today um, up on there so it's going to be me and Terry playing through um, trying to conquer the Silver Tower, and we'll we'll do some live recording of us playing the game. So that's going to be uh, almost like a running commentary in-game um, podcast. Um, and we're also lucky enough that Byron, being a retailer, had a retailer copy this week. So we joined him on Skype uh, for him to unbox his copy, and he we sought to see his smile and his reaction when he saw the models. Unfortunately, through the medium of radio, we can't do that for you, but you can hear um, just how how he felt about the whole experience. So we're going to cut that in here. And then when we come back, um, I'm going to talk about my experience of unboxing and building all the models, and then we will cut in and have a quick word with Terry. So Byron's about to open his copy of Silver Tower. Can you hear, you hear it? the thing cup? You can hear it. Oh. Are you excited? It's turquoise. The box is turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you haven't opened it yet? You're just looking at the box. Yeah, it's precious. It is. It's like no, a I, box game. I love it. I do. Um, yeah, I am really into how like shiny it is yeah it is incredibly shiny and it just looks absolutely as something modern should do that is paying homage to does like, it just got... look like hero quest but better they've got uh... it's almost the same logo is it i don't know yeah i mean it's i'm sure that was very similar i think the it... barbarian is in the position that the sigmarine is in the front on the front <laughs> You know how Jurassic Park paid homage to the last one in Dead yeah. Ways? It, like that. It's yeah. been done, it's, the exact right line has been taken, I mm-hmm. think, between old and new. And I can see minis now. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this is just a... Um... Oh, wow, that's an interesting sprue. There were bases dropped in the middle of it. Uh, um, this is... Yo, it's the Summoner. And the Dwarfy. Oh yeah, they've got the character. So each individual one's a character, I imagine. This makes sense. So you got two kind of like quad sprues that are separated in a slightly strange way. 
um, that have got characters on them. And then uh, the uh, warrior priest is separate on his own babby one. With his griffhound. Yeah, with his griffhound that looks pretty awesome, actually. Now, these figures are incredible. I'm surprised how many bits they've got. I, I found that with some of the Auroch characters, they, to be honest. That looks like a full £25 like special character sprue that you're holding up there. Yeah, it does. They are pretty much the GW character sprues, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that there's going to be a way to take existing characters that, that are already out and use them in the game. Yeah. And there's an so, app that you can make yeah. your own characters or something. Very possible. Oh, God. The Ogroid Thaumaturge is incredibly badass and I really do like the Sigmarine as well. Is he the Minotaur guy? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. looks amazing. The instructions laid out beautifully. It's got a big picture in the middle of each double page spread. I love it when um board games do that and they show like a game in progress and it's like so, this is where you put this and this and this. Well, you're going to like this cuz this is as modern as things should be. Beautiful painted pictures and then how to start and then everything is just a fairly small amount of text, a big, beautiful, full-color picture, and you should play it like this. Each of the characters have got their own little... That section. looks really cool. Just with fluff. The familiars are called Tweak, Blot, Slop, and Pug. Pug is, Pug is Moonface. I like, I like Pug. <laughs> the guy who's whispering sweet nothings into a decapitated Sigmarine's ear. Awesome. That sounds cool. It's cool. Um, and my only thing I pull up so far is that the the art style is... Are they trying to hark back to old school art with this style, do you think? Or? I think that's one of the artists that um, did some of the end time stuff, I think. Uh, I don't know, I just think it's a different style. Probably like a different artist. They're, they're, they're awesome, actually. But... Um, they're just a bit different. I like the evil ones the best. I think yeah. that's often the case. Uh, no, it's beautiful. That's um, cool, isn't it? And then on the back of it, reference. Handy? Yeah, modern. Really modern. And then it says the adventure book, which I'm not allowed to read until instructed. No, you've opened it. But I'm a rebel, do what I like, and I've just been... My eyes have just been assaulted with a beautiful two-page spread. It is Lord of Change facing another Lord of Change, and they're just like they're having a little chat about spells. I don't know what's going on, but there's all the colours in the world there. I don't know. Summit to do with rules, but there's lots of pages of them. And then we've got the instruction booklet, which, unsurprisingly, for assembly, is a pretty big one. The characters are way more complex in terms of the amount of bits than the others um, well they're basically they're basically just like full new GW characters aren't they I mean they're not like toned down starter set models well, it means oh, you might be able to convert them as well if there's lots of bits so yeah that's nice I'd say so pretty cool models good instruction booklet nice and clean and then at the front it's got this little scale it's got a scale grid on it with everything that you've got in there which is just a nice little touch yeah it's cool there's actually a fish with legs. Pretty pleased. <laughs> right then, that that's enough of rules and stuff. These models are awesome. You got a little deck of character cards, treasure cards, and exploration cards. 
his minis are beautiful. They're awesome. The casting quality is just what you'd expect. So I'm not putting any together yet. It looks like potentially the characters have too many pieces for my liking, but this, the rest of them look like the normal, crazy, clever standards that you'd expect from a, almost a, an Island of Blood starter set level whereby you've got like half a dude's head in his jaw and whatever and you're popping together mm. and suddenly suddenly the thing is built miraculously in like three bits. It's like the um the AOS starter set, I guess. The um the mod lines on these are absolutely bare minimum anyway. Yeah, these are awesome. This is a really, really good set. I I could see people buying getting like a pair of mates and then buying three or four of this between them. This is um this is beautiful, and I can't, I've not played it yet, obviously, but from the outside, just the way things are laid out looks like the most incredibly practical and modern approach that I've seen from anything that Games Workshop have done. So that was Byron's reaction. Um of the Silver Tower experience. Uh, I went through this myself. Um, I'd like to just go through that and talk about the content. So I think the quality of the components is really good quality. The board sections in particular look quite robust, nice quality, gloss finish on those. Uh, the box itself is beautiful. The artwork's great. The models are out of this world. I mean, I've built all of them now. It took me all of yesterday evening and this morning, really. Uh, quite detailed um some of the models are very very delicate um especially the elf heroes um which is the um the mist weaver uh safe and the um shard they're both very delicate models uh, easy to snap um so be really careful taking the mold lines off with those i'd recommend using um the gw mold line tool but you have to be very very careful um, or a sharp scalpel but if you slip you're going to actually cut a bit of the model off um, in terms of the bad guys the, the Zangors are out of this world I, I love them I've always loved Zinch and I love the, the kind of the Egyptian look of design of these models um, the cards are a little bit delicate I found that mine were actually damaged when I opened the box um, it's a little bit disappointing um, not a massive amount of damage but when you've got a game that relies around flipping cards and you're not meant to know what's coming, if you've got one that's damaged and got a distinct mark on it, when you play the game enough, you'll know. So I'd recommend, if you're playing this regularly, is to sleeve your cards. You can get them from Fantasy Flight do sleeves. You can get them from any sort of retailer that does them. I think I think even Element sell them. So get some protective sleeves just to um, cover your cards so they, they are going to be more robust in the game experience. And also, if you spill a drink while you're playing... You're not going to ruin them. They'll, you know, they might survive that. Um, other than that, it's fantastic. Um, I've uh, I've looked at the book and and the actual theme of the game, and I love the fact it's co-op. So I'm just going to do a quick overview. The gameplay itself is co-op. Um, you have four heroes. The you have like this tracker board which has two decks, which is a treasure deck and a almost like a, an ability deck where you level up, you get to pick extra abilities for your characters. And then you've got this track where as you get renowned during the game by doing uh, killing monsters, but also each character's got the unique way of doing it. So for example, the warrior priest, if he heals two wounds in a turn, or if the Sigmarine makes a save of a six up, or if the mage rolls a six for her, um, her blast spell, 
then basically you you get an extra renown and when that reaches the starting point again you gain a card uh, an upgrade card so you get to pick two collect one and, and discard the other so it's a really simple leveling mechanic now the idea of this is you are inside the silver tower and the silver tower is like a labyrinth prison um, and to escape you have to find the fragments of the talisman to reveal the gaunt summoner's true name so you can force him to let you out um, so that's basically the story behind it um, so i'm going to just cut in here with a little bit of a passage to introduce the game the legend begins in a vast and statue-lined chamber did the champions first come together whether by dark designs of the gaunt summoner or the vagaries of fate and destiny each champion descended the winding stairs to face one another across a single-etched floor. How each had come to this place was an epic tale in itself. Why each had come remained a secret known only to them. Yet it was clear that for now their paths were intertwined. It was then that the gaunt summoner's visage loomed above the champions in a blaze of unearthly light. In a booming voice, the summoner revealed that should the champions wish to win his boon, they would have to best his trials. Only in this way might they gather the fragments of the shattered amulet upon which his true name was inscribed. Do this, the gaunt summoner promised, and the champions would have whatever they desired. Fail, and they would be his prisoners forevermore. With this, the summoner faded from sight, leaving only his echoing laughter <laughs> and a glowing portal leading into the Silver Tower's labyrinthine depths. So the idea is you set your men up on the table in the ingress chamber, and then you um, you basically pick a trial. And that the book, the um, the book which is the adventure book, has very specific places you have to go and read how to do that. But there's spoilers in this book, so don't just read the book. You've got to be quite careful. Um, so basically, when you start the trial, there's eight fe um, themed around all eight um, realms, and um, if you want to start um at easy mode i suppose is probably the beginner mode is they recommend that you start with the the realm of light basically um some of the harder ones are ashki which is fire and gur which is beasts um so i think it's quite good that it's got these different difficulty levels and what you can do is actually from the trial if you do them in order you can keep your upgrades depending on how many fragments of the talisman you own is um, how many cards you can keep and treasure can be won or lost on a dice roll basically so um, you can keep a skill card per fragment because um, you retain your memories it's quite a cool concept I like the idea of it it's really it's really sort of chaotic and they've captured that and even even as you play through the map the, the the map collapses behind you and you could actually imagine that actually being a real thing whereas i know it's to keep the board small and, and it, it, that kind of mechanic but actually it's awesome um because the imagery of that is great and i think this is the best thing about this they've captured um the imagery of the game and made it interesting and elegant game system that you can play through uh, very quickly pick it up put the board down put your men on the board and then just go there isn't a lot of setup time which is great with playing games like imperial assault or descent they take a long time to set up um, you've got maps you have to set up um, but what i like about this is you literally put one tile down put a deck of cards down pick a character off you go um, really really cool um, 
Now, in terms of some of the other useful mechanics that we'll probably touch on in the gameplay, which we're going to cut in in a minute, is that you've got things like the familiars or these unexpected events which can happen. So if you roll, there's this whole mechanic, is the fate and destiny dice. So you've got these five purple dice you roll. Any that are unique go onto the into your pool of extra action dice. Any which are um, basically a double or a triple get put out of your pool so you have less extra actions and also they trigger on a chart additional effects um if you roll all five as doubles or triples then there's a big boon that you get but um it's really cool you get like the familiars of the gaunt summoner turn up and uh, start to cause a little bit of havoc and you could try and catch them for a boon or if you don't you get a curse so really really cool um really interesting lots of replay value um also there's an app where you can build your own heroes there's some extra heroes you can get you can expand your monsters out with things like flamers and screamers and and you know and that's in the book as well and i'm sure there'll be more coming i really hope this is going to be supported going forward with extra stuff because this is a fantastic game um i love my dungeon crawl games my gaming group play them a lot uh, and this game really is um a great uh, dungeon crawl experience one of my first um sort of gaming experiences when i was a kid was playing hero quest and that's what got me into wargaming um i think this this game is a great way to get players into into miniatures games as well um so hopefully it will be really popular i imagine that that everyone who plays aos will pick this up and and because it's a co-op game you can play it with two people four people or even on your own if you really wanted to because you know all the monsters are controlled by the game and by the behavior chart so uh yeah really really good so let's cut in here and we'll explain more of the rules as we play the game and through a turn sequence so you can get an idea of the gameplay So um, we've set up and we're playing, I'm playing the Dark Oath Chieftain. Who are you playing, Terry? Uh, Tenebril Shard. Yeah, he's like, I, I sort of think he's like some sort of like shadowy assassin type dude. So the player with the adventure book starts reading, <laughs> starting a trial on the first page out loud. Before you return here, your trial will have begun. Read this passage after you've set up your heroes in the ingress chamber. Have we done that? Yeah, that's what yeah. this, this little As thing As described here is. on page 7 of the guidebook to decide which of the gaunt summoners' trials you will face. Basically, we're in the Silver Tower and it's controlled by the nine gaunt summoners. And there's eight fragments of the talisman, all based around each realm. And we've got to get all eight of them. And then right. we can face the last guy in the final challenge and we can so uh, is each one escape. So each one an encounter... Like game, then is it each one is a different basically deck that you build, right? And I think it starts in difficulty from the top one, which is the easiest one, which is the realm of light, which is what we're going to play, which is what they say to start with. Yeah, and as it goes around, I think fire's the hardest, so I think you're meant to go around in order from the talisman, right? So we'll, we'll give that a shot anyway. So, as if this is your first trial, read The Legend Begins. Oh, on the next page, then read passage 89. So, is that in here? Yeah. Uh, before you go any further, you must construct the exploration deck for this trial as follows. Take the seven exploration cards marked with the Heish, Hish, Heish. Heish icon shown above, returning the rest to the box. You will not need them for this trial. Uh, set aside the librarian Whirly Liggajig. 
Whirligig Passage. Whirligig Passage. And two others at random. Shuffle the remaining three cards together. One of these is the Grand Chamber, uh, chamber card. Searing Beams. But you will not know exactly where it is in the deck. Once the three cards are thoroughly shuffled, put them face down next to the Ingress Chamber's exit. Yeah, so we've made our um, exploration deck, and that goes at basically the other side of the portal from where you start. And then um, it says, return to the guidebook to begin your first trial, but you should have read out the fluff, really. It says, the energies of the portal surged around the champions and propelled them down a twisting tunnel of light. Moments later, they stumbled from the portal's exit and into a strange new chamber. Regaining their composure, the champions squared their shoulders and steeled themselves against the dangers to come. The first trial within the Silver Tower had begun. To give you an idea of the first turn, I suppose I should probably start. So, um, you have this, which is the rune-marked player. So, that'll be me, and that moves around. Right. Now, we've got this track here, and this is your treasure, and this is your um, skills. And this is your like renowned track. And as you do things that move you, that moves around, yeah. when it comes down to the top, you get to pick a skill. So it's like your experience tracker, yeah. basically. Your character has something under the bottom, which tell you you can get renowned by doing one thing. Yeah. Um, but you can also get renowned by killing a creature. Yeah. So you get it for killing and also for whatever your special ability is. Yeah. My one, I have to inflict eight or more wounds in a turn. I have to wound three adversaries in my turn. Alright, cool. And I gain two. Yeah, I think um, I only get one, so... Um, well, these are the purple dice, these are like the fate dice. So, right. first turn, so I'm going to roll these, and we'll see what fate we're going to have. Yeah. So, any doubles get removed. Right. Now, they normally do an effect, but because we're in the start, we, we don't have that. And then these come on this track here. And this is like the pool of dice that both of us can use. Okay. So you can use those for your actions. If you use one of these dice, the highest number will move to a locked space, and then the next per it will unlock for the next person. So you can't burn all of those on the first player. Right. Okay. Um, so I'm going to roll my my action dice. I've got four red dice, um, and once you've rolled them, you put them on your card. Yep. And but I don't roll mine until my turn. No, exactly. Right, okay. And um, so on here, I get different actions. So you've got your actions on your card. So I've got charge, um, but as on a six, and I haven't got anything else, basically. But one is for searching and, and for moving. So I'm gonna first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to spend my one to explore, and I'll flip the top card over, yep. which is the Whirly Gig Passage. Giggity giggity passage. <laughs> and it always is the passage... Because you put that at the top, so that's your. Um, I've got to find that tile. I should have been a bit more prepared and had it to one side because uh, I've already played this mission. Is it not that one you just picked up? Uh, yes, yes, it is. So um, you set it up, and it says the floor moved constantly in this place, clicking and whirling as it interlocked and spun apart in an ever-changing configuration of crescent tiles and seamlessly meshing cogsworks. It says to roll on encounter table B. So do you want to roll a dice? Let's see what we get. Five. Five. So one blue horror per player. So we get two blue horrors. They always set up in the middle of the chamber. Yep. Um, Sweet models. They are cool. They are, these are pretty lame, these. They, they're not very good. 
Um, that could have been a lot worse, actually. We got away with that one. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I'm now gonna. I'm not gonna spend my one to move. I'm actually gonna charge because a charge allows me to um, move and then make a weapon attack of my choice. So I'm gonna go free and I'm gonna attack. Um, and what I do here is I roll the dice. Uh, I can choose to use my broadsword, which hits on a four. Um, oh, sorry, hits on a three up and does D3 damage, or I can hit my war axe, which is a two up, but only does one damage. Yeah. Now, um, on my on the enemies, it tells you like what their um, vigor is, is, how many hit points they've got. So blue horrors have a vigor of two. Um, so if I hit it with my war axe, I can't kill it, so I'm going to go for my broadsword. So I need a three plus. Yep. I've rolled a four, so it's gone through. I do D3 damage, see how much I do. I've got four, that's two points of damage. It's going yep. to kill the blue horror, and it's going to move my renown down one track, and that's two damage this turn, which I'll keep track of. Now, what's happened now is I've killed a blue horror, but blue horrors split when you kill them. So um, it says here that blue horror, when a blue horror is slain, replace it with a pair of brimstone horrors. Now, I'm not sure if a pair is... One base. One base, because well, it's two, got two on it. It's two on a base. So, so I'm going to go with that. Pair, surely. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. And then what I'm going to do now is I'm going to... These don't give you renown for killing them. So I'm going to use my um, six to do another broadsword. Actually, I've got a special ability here. Deathblow. Once per turn after you slay an adversary, you can pick another adversary that was adjacent and attack it with the same weapon. I'll do that. So I'm going to so use my Deathblow. the other blue horror, yeah? Yeah. I hit him. I'd only do one point of damage, so I just put a wound by him. Yep. Uh, so I might as well use my one dice then to attack with my um, war axe. axe, which hits on two, which hits, does one point of damage. It's going to kill the blue horror. It's going to move my renown back up, and it's going to spawn a little brimstone horror. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and I'm going to spend my six. Um, I, these only got one hit point, so I might as well just use a war axe attack on one of them. Yep. which will kill it. Don't get anything for that. And then I'm going to hit the other one by using one of the the, the fake dice. Yep. And it will lock the four that we haven't used uh, to do it again. And I kill that one. Yep. So I've just cleared out the room. Um, no more renown because I haven't done eight. I've only done six damage this turn. bit disappointing. But yeah, <laughs> there you yep. go. Um, and that's the end of my hero's activation. And then this dice is going to move to the unlock, so you'll be able to use that. Right, so okay. um, what we can do is we can wait and do a respite turn, or you can just go to the next door and explore straight up. But the adversaries haven't gone yet, so if you explore and spawn a room, they'll get to activate. Yep. So we're going to have a respite, basically. So you, is it? Well, it's just like the rest turn, then I suppose. Yeah, so yeah. basically we're just going to decide that you're not going to do anything, really. And we'll go for a respite. So I'm just going to... Because you were greedy and killed everything. Well, you know, he's, he's Dark Oath Chief, then. That's what he does. If it says respite, at the adversary phase, if there are no adversaries on the board at the start of this phase, the heroes can take a respite. Each player sets up the hero anywhere in the current chamber, which is the Whirligig Passage. Yep. Um, so I'm going to put them by the door. Then roll a dice and add the number of skill cards that they own. If it's nine or more, there's an ambush. We haven't got any skill cards, so it's impossible. Yeah. Otherwise, each player can either heal D3 wounds or search the room by rolling a dice. On a four or more, we can take a treasure card. So let's go for some treasure. So we roll one each? Yeah, just roll yeah. a dice. You need a four plus. Ah. Oh. oh, yeah. So Terry failed, as you knew the guess, <laughs> and I passed. 
Um, and I've drawn the Eye of Thoros. By shattering this glowing blue gem, the bearer gains a shadow of the demon's forest might. Discard this jewel to absorb the jewel's power. Add one to the result of any attack rolls you make for the rest of your turn. That's pretty cool. So it's like a buff that I can yep. use. So what's going to happen now is we're going to start a new turn. And the fate dice and the, the rune mark is going to pass to Terry. So Terry, if you roll the fate dice, and we'll see what happens. So... You've got two double ones and two double fives, so they all come out. So we get just the one four. And just the four. Um, now, because you've got some doubles there, we have to go to our consequences of destiny table. Right. So it says unexpected event. If any ones or sixes are discarded, we got rid of two ones. Yep. An unexpected event occurs. Roll two dice, one after the other. Treat the first dice as tens and the second as units. So go for it. So see what we get. We've got a 50. One. one. Let's go have a read. 51. So 51. Soon there came a moment when the champions could not trust that which their own eyes beheld. With every step the floor seemed to fall away, crumbling into an unknowable void of swirling madness that left the champions paralysed with fear. The current chamber's floor seems to vanish until the end of the round. Each time a hero tries to move into a space in that chamber, you roll a dice. On a one or two, they stay in their current space and the action ends immediately. Should be okay as we're going to move into the next room. So yeah. it's going to be a big problem. And we also got two fives. Now, fives is... Um, if any fives are discarded, then there are three or more adversaries on the board. But there aren't, so we're all good. Okay. So... I suppose it's good to clear a room as you move through then and not just try and rush through. No. No, I think this one's quite quite easy, this yeah. mission. So um, if you roll your, um, roll your action dice... So it's a one, two, three, and a four... And if you spend the one to explore, yep, that's going to flip this card over. So, oh, do you want to read that one out for us? Uh, read passage seventy-six. So, do I need that, or is that what's on here? Mm. No, it's in it's in this book. It's in the adventure book. Do you want to read it, or should I read? I can it? read. Well, you've got it. You can read it if you want. But is that not just what that is there? No, underneath it. No, so that tells that? you the rules basically. Seventy-six. Seventy-six. Um, as the great golden portal swung wide, beyond was revealed a library that seemed stolen from some madman's dreaming. No ordered repository of law was this, but a scattering of crumbled scrolls and forbidden tomes that ran riot in impossible profusion. At the champion's explanation, the air grew thick and there billowed a smoke within, which myriad colours shone bright. From that fume stepped the demonic librarian of that strange chamber. One digit laid upon his rubbery lips in a mocking appeal for silence. Set up a pink horror as close to the centre of the chamber as possible. This is the librarian. He follows all the rules of pink horrors and has some additional rules on the card. So we have a the pink horror. Uh, the librarian is a pink horror with a vigour of eight rather than four. He acts the same way as other pink horrors. You do not need to make a separate roll on behaviour table. Add one to the damage value of each of his weapons. Uh, when the librarian is slain, he is not replaced with blue horrors. Instead, read passage 59. Now, this has two red things on here. Is yeah, that, that means you can't we stand can't there. move through them. Yeah. Right, they're solid pillars, I assume. Then. Yeah, there's and like a black border. It's quite hard to see, but it's oh, yeah. just on the square. That means it's, it blocks line of sight. They may as well have made that red to match the card. Right. Where does that little blue thing go, I'm then? just checking that now. So that goes there. Right, okay, cool. So it's the rest of your actions. Right, so when I try and move out of here... It's only if you move into a square in oh, here. Oh, into a square. Okay, yeah. so I'm moving out of there anyway. So that was used to explore. 
Yeah. Um, I suppose just try and kill that pink horror then, really, shouldn't I? Yeah, do you have some whippity teleport shenanigans? Or? Um, I can shadow strike on a six plus... Oh, you haven't got a six. Oh, I need a six. Okay. Yeah, you need a six on the dice. So, uh, basically, you can... The weapons, you see, have got a number in brackets, like a one plus, a four plus, a three plus. That's what the dice you need to spend to use yeah. it. That's a shame, because I get double damage if I shadow strike. Yeah. The six is normally like your power-up, like your special move. Yeah. So, uh, if you roll a six or more for the shard's attacks, you can immediately make an action of your choice without spending a dice. So... Could I then do Shadow Strike and not spend the dice? Yeah. Yeah. So my, I've got enough move to just move straight up to him anyway. Yeah, you got to spend the dice though to do that. Yeah, so I use the two because that's... Yeah. Because you need a one or more to do I move. need a one or more for the other attack anyway. Right. Um. So I will do the Reaper Gauntlets on a four plus. So I use the four plus dice. Yeah. Uh, so I hit on threes and it's D3 damage. So I hit and, and it's a six. six. So D3 damage... Three, so, so I do two damage, and then I can make an action for free. Yep. So you've rolled a six. You can shadow strike, but that doesn't attack. But you yep. could spend the four here to do it. Right. Okay. So I've done two damage anyway. So then I yeah. Then so I shadow you, strike for free. So you're going to move him, or are you just going to just going to? Sort of well, I may as well move out of the way so that it gives yeah. you space to move in. Then I use that four. Yeah. So spend our fate dice. Yep. To see if I can hit him on a free plus. Oh, sad times. That's a two. So I miss and don't do double damage anyway. So that was a bit sad. So I've still got this normal dice, yeah, which hits on a two plus. So I'll do the barbed. Sorry, yeah, do barbed gauntlets, which I can use that on on a two plus. So I hit and I do one damage. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, that's a shame because I could have done three damage which doubled up to six and just one shot him for eight eight damage right so i'm gonna roll for my dark oath cheating so got some sweet dice there got yep. some fives and a four but i've got no no six so i can't charge so i've got to spend the two to move and my movement's free uh, i can get there with two spaces so we're all good with flanking diagonally uh, yeah yeah you can move yeah. diagonally that's no problem um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna basically I'm gonna burn my eye of Thoros, um, which discard this add one to the jewel's power, uh, absorb the jewel's power, add one to the result of any attack rolls. Yeah. So because my attack rolls on a f- basically I need a three plus. Yeah. I'm gonna, I've got three broadsword attacks. They're gonna be on twos. So I'm gonna hit them with my first broadsword, and that's a hit on six, and it does d3 damage. So it's done three damage. I just absolutely trounced him. And then I'm going to do the next attack with the same again. And I've got a two. And because I burnt my amulet, that hits. And it only does one point of damage. She's got one left. And I'm going to do it again. And I've got a four, which hits. And he takes two damage, which is going to kill the librarian. Yep. And Spunk. you don't set up a thingy. You read a different passage. So which passage? 59. Uh, this is in the bottom of that card near oh, in yeah. front of you. Sorry. Read passage 59. There came a sound of wet and monstrous ripping as the librarian tore blood bodily in two, where once stood a great pink fleshed being, now too small a blue simulacra took its place, grumbling in great indignation. For all their bluster, these being feared champions and told them a precious secret, an ancient incantation that would still the blinding light of sorcery for a time. Even as the champions puzzled over this, 
sliver of law, the demons vanish, returning to the shimmering smoke whence they came. The runemark player takes the expiration card titled The Librarian until the end of the trial. Its purpose will become apparent later should you survive. So because you're the runemark player, you, you take the card. Right. And uh, I guess we go on. So because that's the end of my go and it's an adversary phase, it's now a respite. So yeah. we could set up again next to this next doorway. Yeah. Um, and we can see if we get some loot. So on a four up. Yeah. Yay. Both get loot. <laughs> so I get one. I get the Phoenix Heart. This mystic stone shimmers from ash black to fiery red and can restore life to the fallen. Your hero can make this action. Revive on a free act. Restore a grievously wounded hero to health. That hero restores D3 wounds, then set their hero up adjacent to your own. So I've got a resurrection warp, basically. So, and Terry's got whatever that is. The casket of Azir. Uh, when opened, this pearlescent box spills out a soft blue glow and has a magical healing powers. Uh, you can open the casket before making your action roll, roll a d3 and heal that many wounds. Any other players whose heroes are in the same chamber as you, as yours can do the same, then discard this card. So we both just got a load of healing gear, basically. Quite useful, considering. Why didn't I get the Hammer of Sigmar? <laughs> Warhammer <laughs> Quest, you get that in the first mission all the time. No, I didn't. <laughs> so um, we're now into the next turn. So the rune mark passes to me. Yep. And then I get the the fate dice if you can pass those my way Terry and we'll see what we get with this roll so I got two fives um, slope's not going to make an appearance because there aren't any enemies we have got a six to use which is quite nice yep um, I get to go first so I roll my dice oh, that's no, not that's brilliant not a great roll um, twos and threes um, but luckily there's not really a lot I want to do this turn so I'm going to explore so flip the first card over, and it says the way divides. With every step forward, the glittering mist thicken, heavy with half-glimpsed shape and the shattering fragments of memories. Roll on encounter table A. So I'll roll that, see what we get. A three. So encounter table A, which is on the back of the adventure book, is a Skaven Death Runner. Yay, the little assassin dude. So he's going to be making an appearance. That's quite cool. I've not I've not seen him yet. And last time I played this, we didn't he didn't make an appearance. So um, put the chamber up. Uh, and the little port. These board tiles are really nice. They're awesome, aren't they? Are they um, all zinchy sort of themed. Yeah, the they? whole thing zinch themed. Yeah, it's really nice. There are some like, underground caverns, but it's the whole the whole thing's based in like a mad tower of zinch. It's changing all the time. It's just a really cool concept. Um. So we've got a Skaven Death Runner up, and it says here, um, Scry is an action. Pick an expiration deck at one of the chamber's exits and look at either its top or bottom card. You can share this information you wish. So what I have to do now is divide the deck across the two different places, because yeah. we don't know which way to go now. So we've got to make a choice. Okay. So um, I've got the rest of my actions to go. Um, so I suppose i better go and hit it. It's probably a good idea, isn't it? Um... Wow, 13 Vigor. He's a bit of a tank. <laughs> he's a bit of a beast. Um, let's just have a quick look at him, because he's got um, some extra rules, apparently. So on the back, there's a little... At the bottom, there's a little vig Vigor chart. Yeah. So he's got 13 Vigor. Wow. Um, 
and it says when he's set up each player rolls a dice the hero who scores the lowest is the death master's quarry so with that roll of dice each so terry's got a four i've got a four maybe a two so i'm his quarry why not um the death runner cannot be stunned when he's slain each other hero gets d3 renown each other hero gets one um if the death runner's quarry is grievously wounded, then roll in his behavior table at three. Um, if one of the minches is slain whilst the other is on the board, roll a dice. So basically, he can split into a, two of them. Uh, that's dependent on what happens in the enemy turn. So I think that's it, basically. So we're going to go and we're going to move with another dice. Yep. So, move three. so so far, I haven't earned any renown, have I? Because I've not killed anything. That's right. Yeah. yeah, That's fine. You'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, how do you get it? You just have to make three attacks. I have to wound three adversaries. Oh, three separate ones. Yeah. It's quite hard. Yeah. Um, well, especially if you only get four attacks. Well, I've got to make eight wounds in a turn. That's quite difficult as well. Yeah. Um, so I've moved and now I'm going to attack, but I can only attack with my war axe um, because I don't really have anything. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to save the six for you. So you can use your shadow strike thing. Well, so yeah, I'm going to just hit him with my war axe, which does a point of damage, and then I'm going to hit him with my war axe, which does a point of damage. Yep. And I might as well save all the dice for you. Yeah. Because you're the last player, you'll get to use all the fate dice. So right, you might okay. as well just unload. Oh, so into they won't this get dude. locked then. No, the last no. player can use all of them. You can wait in your turn if you think yep. you'd rather be the last player. Um, so, okay. you can so I roll game. then and see. Yeah, so see, see what, what you get. See what I get. And there's a six there. That's pretty pretty juicy. Yeah. So you've effectively got seven dice to use. Ah, oh, right. Okay, I see now. So I can use the six to teleport. So I use that six. Teleport in. So I attack across, can't I? Yeah, as long as you're adjacent, you can attack. Yeah. Again. So I can attack there. Then I use my. Got a four over there. No. No. So I have to use this four. Yeah. So on a three plus to hit, it's a two. Brilliant. So now I could use that six from there to yeah. go for a shadow strike, or I could just keep attacking with loads of smaller attacks, but yeah. they only do damage one. So, I but if use... you use the six to shadow strike, you can't. I can't use the gauntlet. You could just use the six for a gauntlet attack, and then just yeah. use the and rest. Then to use the rest. So. I use that six for the gauntlet attack on a three plus. So yeah, I hit, hits. <laughs> and it does three wounds. Nice, that was worth. Yep, and then I've got the other two. So seeing as all four of these are, um, they're all single attack. Is there any reason to not do all four of them together? No, that's fine. Just roll them all together. What do you need? Uh, two plus. Okay, good. So it's three extra wounds. Yep, but no sixes, so I don't get to do a no a free action. So we've got him down. We've taken eight wounds off of him in one turn. That's pretty good. But um, now we but get now hit back for the first time. We actually get an adversary turn, so we have to actually look and see his behavior chart. Now every enemy has um, in the book has a behavior chart. So what you do is you roll on that chart to see what the adversary will do. So this you normally activate them in groups. If you had different ones, they'd activate as a whole group. Yep. And they all do the same thing. Um, but obviously, we've only got one Death Runner, who's basically like a little mini hero. So do you want to roll, see what he does? 
So or six. <laughs> Skitter strike. Set up the death runner's second miniature as close to the first as possible, with the same number of wounds next to it as the first. The second miniature moves so it is adjacent to as many heroes as possible, and then attacks each adjacent hero with its stab slicer. So, so you'd go he goes there or there. As close to him as possible, and adjacent is going to go there. Yeah. So we're going to have to mark his damage as well. So he's again on this. They're both on eight. Both on eight. So he's now going to attack with stab slicer, which wow, which is three dice um, on freeze doing one damage. So he's going to hit you. Yep. As and me. So you'll do you first. Yep. Um, that's two hits on you. Now you've got a save. Five of up. Five? Five up, yeah. So fives or more to ignore them. So you take one damage. Yeah. And when you take damage, you take one of these wound markers and it locks one of your dice up. But I don't have any dice. Yeah, the the slots, the four slots. Oh, right, okay. And if you fill up, you become grievously wounded. Right, okay. So basically, the more hurt you are, the less you can do. Yep. Um, so if I heal, I get rid of that one, do I? Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to... Do you want to attack, attack me? Oh, so he gets three attacks, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Um, Just the hits one. You one. Uh, my save is five up as well, which I fail, so I get wounded as well. So we're both wounded. So um, there is a res- res- rest action you can do, um, which you discard the lowest dice to heal, um, but you every time you do that, it gets harder and harder, so you've got to use, like, the first turn you'd use a one. Then you need a two up, then you need a three up, then you need a four up. So, and it also it obviously stops you doing anything. So, yeah, it is. So that's the end of the adversary turn. Um, so that moves to you. Yep. Whoever kills him gets D three renown. Okay. So, but we don't know which is the real one now. Right. Okay. So when we kill one, we've got a roll of dice on a one to three. It's the right one. On the other one, it's the image. Yep. So, um, so your first I... thing is roll your fate dice. Roll the fate dice. Remove the double five. And the double two. And the double two. Right, so fives and twos. So what have we got? These are the familiars, basically. So two is, um, if any twos are discarded and there is a hero with two or more treasure cards, at pug. We don't have any of those, so that's fine. And then the other one is um, slop. If any fives are discarded and there are three or more adversaries, set up slop. So no, we're okay. Okay, so that nothing happens there. We just no. lose our dice, but we've got a six. Which is the important one. Yep. So then I roll my yes, sorry, four yeah. dice. Oh, no, you just roll three dice. Oh, I just roll three. Yeah, okay. sorry. That's a shame, because they were good rolls. Oh, they're pants rolls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I can't do anything with either of those. You can't attack those? Do you need to do oh, yeah, my barb gauntlets. Yeah, sorry, I can with those. And the three. And the three, so I, I actually can't do anything else other than just normally attack. So if I do... You could get rid of the one to rest... Just because it's, you might as well rest up once. But how many wounds has that thing got left? Um, they've both got five left. Okay, so I may as well just try and attack, and then when we rest at the end of the turn. Yeah, but the the only time you get a respite is if there's no enemies left. Ah, uh, right. Okay. I don't think we can do ten points of damage. So, so I lose. Well, if we kill the right yes. one, we have to do five. Well, yeah. So I I lose that for that. Yeah. Do I roll anything? No, no, well, you that, just do that it. That just goes. Yeah. So then with my two attacks, so barb gauntlets, yep. uh, bladed barb, sorry. Which one are you going to hit? I'll hit the one closest to you on that side then. So okay, right. two plus. Okay, yep. so that's good because I rolled a six, I get to make a free action. Yeah. So I use my Should reaper gauntlet yeah. on him. Um, this is on a three. Hits. And that is also... 
Another six. Another six. So, so see that, what your damage is. So you see what my damage is. Three. Six. Four sixes in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Um, so how much are we up to now? So you just did another three, didn't you? Yep. So we're up to nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So he's got one left. So he's got one left. So might so, well just do a normal. So attack. I've still got a. Well, I may as well do the Reaper attack on the other one. Yeah. On a three plus. So I do. Yeah. It's D three. That's only a one. So I do one damage to the other one, and I've got one attack left. So I'll just do the normal bladed barbs on the wound on that guy, and I miss and one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, well, at least you've got a turn to kill the. Yeah. To kill the, the one Give me some more renown, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. That was pretty good going, though, mate. Yeah, I just did a fair bit of damage. You just whiffed it all at the oh, end. So I did what you did. I rolled four dice. Um, two fives and a one. So I used the one to use my war axe on the guy who's only got one hit point left. Yep. Which wounds him. Now, it obviously kills that model. Um, but what I need to do now is look at the um, his special rule for what happens when he's injured. Um, illusionary twin. Although he has two identical miniatures, only one death runner. If one of the miniatures is slain while the other is on the board, roll a dice. On a one to three, the slain model is an illusion. On a four plus, it was the true death runner. If both miniatures are on the board when the death runner is activated, randomly determine which is the real one and remove the other along with its wound. So... One to three, that's the imagery. Yeah, that was the image. So it didn't actually kill. All, all my damage I did was useless. <laughs> so it was the image. <laughs> okay, but um, interesting enough, when you slay an adversary, so it's interesting, does that count as slaying one? If one of the images is slain, so I'd say yes. Um, yeah, so I can death blow. So I'm going to death blow the other one with my normal attack. Yep. And I hit it and do one damage. So I think it's got it's got six, seven, eight, it's nine, ten. ten. So I need to do three points of damage to it with my next two attacks. So I'm going to use my broadsword. Yep. Which hits on a three plus, which misses. I'll use my broadsword, which hits on a three plus, which misses. And I'll do it again with the fate dice. Yep. Which misses. Oh, three so twos in a row. Three twos in a row. Um, well, that was sucky. Um, so, obviously, I've not actually hurt that, which is brilliant. So, we're going to go for the um, the turn. So, do you want to roll and see what he does, Terry? Two. On a two, assassinate. The death runner moves towards his quarry and then attacks with his blood blade. That's you. Oh. If they're yeah, in range. Yeah, take that damage. Otherwise, he attacks each area. He can see if he's stabbed slices or warp stars. The Roommark player can choose the order in which he attacks the heroes. Okay, so he does attack me with his blood blade. So it's what? Oh god! One one dice is on a free up. He misses you. Thank <laughs> God for that. Does D six damage? What? <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been pretty nasty. Um, I think that's the end of that. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty horrific. So then it's the start of the turn again, and it's you to start. Yeah, so we'll go on the five dice. This guy's like a little tank. Um, double so three, double six. Double three and double six. So, unfortunately... We're left with a one. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we have to roll on the chart, because I've got sixes going. So, these are tens. So, 55. I don't know why, but I think that's going to be bad, because it's a double... 
I think probably doesn't mean anything. The laws of nature had no purchase in that terrible place, for all was governed by the twisting will of the gaunt summoner. Space folded in on itself and down became up as one of the champions was whirled off their feet and spun up to the ceiling with terrible force. The rune mark player's hero is removed from the board as they shoot to the ceiling. <laughs> At the end of the hero's phase, they are returned to the close to the centre of the chamber they were in. It's not a soft landing and you take a wound. So my hero has basically been thrown up into the air and he's already in the centre, so I'll leave him there, but he can't yep. do anything this turn. Um, so it's all down to T-Dog. And what was the other double? Um, the other double slot, but we haven't got three adversaries. Okay. So. so I'll roll and see what I get then. Uh, well, at least I got a six. So a one, two, three, and a six. I'm not damaged, so... Mm. Yeah, so you might as well... Ju- I'll probably just use that six on his normal I'll attack. I'll just go for the on a three plus then for the Reaper Gauntlet. I hit. Yeah. D3. Three. <laughs> I think that finishes him off, doesn't it? Uh, that's 13 wounds, so that'll kill him. Yeah, so that kills him. Um, there isn't another one. There isn't another image, so that no. is the right one. So you get D3 Renown. Three, yeah. And I get one. For being thrown up in the air. <laughs> um, so I've got three dice left. Yeah. And there's not really anything to do now, is there? Well, because we could have a respite, or you could move and explore again, but I'd probably There's no point exploring, because on. you can't do anything. No. And if we get ganked, then yeah. we're pretty much done. So let's have a respite, then. So yeah. um, I'm going to choose to heal, because I come down and get wounded. I'm going to heal D3. So I heal one. Great. Yeah. Um, well, you've not taken any wounds anyway, have you? So you're right now. Yeah, I have. I got take. I could take one when I drop down. Yeah, but do you not heal that then? No, I had one already. Oh, you already had one. But, we'll, we'll, um, we'll have a, a real life one as well quickly, so I can go to the toilet. <laughs> All right, back in a bit. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service. All the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. Okay, we're back, and it's Terry's turn to roll the fake dice. Right, so See what our destiny beholds. Triple one. Oh... Does anything happen on triple? Yeah, they come off, and also we've got to roll random events. So, roll tens. 60. 60. Four. I was waiting for that six to come out then. Um, but at least we pocketed a six and a five to use. Yeah, which is pretty good. Um, 64, you say? So, we move the double one and the extra one. Everything that's the same, yeah. So, they the all come okay. off, yeah. Um, 64. By the flickering light of whirling, moaning candles, the champion's vision blurred. Both before them and behind, the path appeared to be double, then double again, unfolding in kaleidoscopic profusion before setting once more into a strangely familiar shapes. If any expiration cards have been discarded, take two of them at random without looking at them. Shuffle these cards into the expiration deck that's nearest the Rumark player's hero. So... There is one, so basically it's this one. Um, because these actually collapse. I just didn't wasn't doing it to make it look pretty. Oh no, we're fine. This one, the adjacent, and the next one. So just the ingress chamber. No, we're okay. Yep. So we don't have any cards discarded that we have to shuffle back in, so we're okay. Okay. Um, okay, cool. So nothing happens then? 
No, no. We got some we're okay all dice. Good. We're all good. Right, so I roll my four. Yeah. Ooh, see what happens. Uh, Pretty good two, roll. three, five, six. Not bad. Uh, right, so. So you might as well spend the two to spend explore. Spend the two to explore. So what have we got? Okay. Oh dear. Narrow ledge. I forgot we could have scryed in the last room. Oh, well. What does that mean then? You could look at the deck. <laughs> right. Um, gears clattered and sections of the floors rotated away until only the narrow edge remained. As the champions took their first tentative steps onto that precarious spad and a natural zephyr began to blow. Okay. If your hero moves into the perilous, perilous space, you must take four dice, stack them on top of each other so that at least one pip is fully visible on the uppermost surface of each of the dice. If the stack topples, the gust throws your hero off the balance and they leap. Oh, I saw this. Or landing badly. I saw this on Twitter today. Right, okay. So the space is this one here. Um, what I would what I would say to you is actually we don't know if that's the last chamber. So what you could do is you could teleport across. I could use Shadow Strike to jump across that gap. Yeah, and explore and see what it is. Or we could just move back the other way and explore right. the so other chamber. Right, so what was the stack in the dice thing? Basically, you've got to get four dice and yep. you've got to put them on top of each other. Yep. So at least one pip is fully visible on each before you do the next one. But I think each one has got to have a different number on it. Um, just take four dice and stack them on top of each other so at least one pip is fully visible yeah okay you don't have to so you could just use the six side if you really want to so you could use the six so you could that's not actually that hard to stack that to four easy <laughs> solid that ain't coming off right um, so I use my six anyway for safety, and I'll uh, let's get a leap effectively. So shadow strike across, right? Okay, and then I can. Well, you need to go here if you want to explore. Oh, so I go there. Is it worth me exploring now? Yeah, might as well. Because if I explore, like, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I'll explore. Yeah, the abandoned nest. So we don't have to go this way. We don't, but we could do to get the loots if there are any. <laughs> just, just for, for giggles. Just this is actually going to collapse. Get that oh. renown. The abandoned nest. The chamber bore a beast's murk's musky stink. Claw marks marred the walls and gold glinted amidst the bones on the floor. Roll on encounter table C. Go for it. So two. D3 Zangors. Roll a dice. One. No, we'll take the two. Another two. You got a three. Oh, it's carved. Yeah. Yeah, we want we want more stuff to kill. That's fine. Are these the Zinch Beastmen? Oh, yeah. these are sweet. <laughs> They're awesome, aren't they? Um. So heroes can make this action in the chamber on a, a one to search. Roll a dice on a one set of D three grots gutlins on a four to five. Place a stun marker on this card. The player that puts the third gets a treasure card. So you can try and get loot. By searching in this room, right? Okay. Um, so I've I can oh no because that will be my movement. You've got a six here though. Oh yeah. So you could use the six to move. And I then could, you use could use the six the five to strike. To and then strike. I could, so how many wounds have they got each? Um, they have got. I think he's got four and he's got three. 
If I because he's got a shield, he gets an extra one. Uh, oh no, sorry, five and seven. They're pretty beefy. Mm. I reckon I can kill the, the five one if I get lucky with this shadow strike. Go for it then. Yeah. So I use that six. Yeah, that locks. Yep. So if I go there. Yep. Um, threes. <laughs> That's a two, two again. I've missed every single time oh, I've tried that. Just, just. I give up. Woo! <laughs> it's like. This guy's rubbish. <laughs> right, so I've jumped into a room full of enemies and, and I've run away. out of dice. <laughs> That's probably not a very good idea doing this. It's all good. It's all good. Right, so I've got a, a six, a three, and a, and a four. And I've got the purple dice to use of a five. Unfortunately... I've got to try and traverse that space. Yep. So I'm going to do that by moving. One, two, three. And um, we're we're going to try and stack the dice. So um, On a flat surface, that's I think it's quite easy. Can you pass us those purple dice? I'll try it with these. Do you reckon? Yeah. I might you, be a bit of a spectacle with this. If you do it with a six on each side and just leave the corner one visible, it's really not actually that hard. If you had to not do it on the sixes, I'd say it'd actually be quite difficult. There you go, done it again. Okay, cool. We're there. Let me just take a photo of this to prove that I've actually done it. We can take, get mine in the picture in the background as well. <laughs> All right, let's see Terry pointing to his. And not that you have to actually do it. So is this? Does, so you don't actually have to see it if you fall. Then it's just uh, an added bit of fun, is it? Yeah, it's right. if you mess it up. Right. Okay. So if while you're doing it, you knock it over. Yeah. Then you fail. So I'm okay. Now what I'm going to do now is I'm actually going to charge. Yeah. So one, two, three, and I'm going to hit this guy. It says charge, move, and then make a weapon of your choice. So I'm going to use my broadsword, uh, and I miss again. So that's what we do. Uh, three ups and we can't roll them. Um, I'm now going to use my four to hit my broadsword. And I miss again. And I use the five to do a broadsword. And I miss, miss again. again. So, so four for four, we missed. So. Four fleet, three buses <laughs> and we missed every single one. I think we're about to get murdered in this room. It's going to collapse. Um, yeah, so um, we're going to see what the adversaries do. So let me roll this dice on a four. Um, so we'll see what the uh, the beasties do. So Zangor's on a four. Bestial charge. Each Zangor moves towards the nearest hero. Then each Zangor attacks with its savage blade if it's in range. So I guess we'll do one on one on each because he can't. He will hit you and he'll hit me. Yeah. So the Zangor on you has um, two dice. It says each time a Zangor inflicts a wound on a hero, it immediately attacks with its vicious beak. So it's got two attacks on freeze, but this guy actually is damage two. How many wounds do I actually have? Four? Four, yeah. Yeah, this is quite nasty. So on freeze, so one hit on you. Yep. Um, make your save. Is it damage two? Yeah, or? but one, one save. One save. No, nope. so you take two wounds. Ugh. And because he's wounded you, he now attacks you with his vicious beak. 
he wounds you. So on a five up. No. Nope. Take another wound. Oh, I'm getting murdered. <laughs> you have to go that helium gem thing out in a minute, I think. Yep. Um, and the other one's going to hit me. So do you want to roll two dice to hit me? Um, one. On a five up. Nope. So I take a wound. I go for the beak on a four up. Yep. yep. <laughs> on a five up. Nope. nope. So we've both, <laughs> we've both got one wound left. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. And we're creaking. Um, and we're into the next turn. So that moves to me. What's your a bit your card? What's your ability? Before I um, roll my action, I heal D three, and then you also heal D three. Okay, so what I can do is I can wait. So I'm going to roll these first. Yep. Um, so we've got two fives. Uh, we're okay on that because there's still not three adversaries. Okay. Um, now what happens is I can wait to skip my turn. Yep. So I'm going to skip my turn, and then you can use your. Your so thing. I open up the casket of Azir and heal D3 wounds. One. Okay, so take one off. And then does it do something for me? And then you also do it as long as you're in the same chamber. Two. Pretty good. And you discard it? Yep. Cool. Uh, and now I just get two action dice. That's right, yeah. A four and a one. Yeah, but you have got the six you could use in yeah. here. I don't know if it's worth even trying to do that thing. I suppose it is. Well, if you double it up on a D3, you could kill him and want it. Yeah, I could do. Um, so I use... Just got to believe you're going to do it. I use that then to, to shadow strike. So yeah. on a 3+. plus. Come on. Yay! Yay! I hit. We finally hit. D3. Three. Three. Six that wounds. Six. Boom! Oh, he's so dead. Smack. And you gain a renown. Yep. So I've got... So when I shadow strike then... What I should have done was move to here yeah. so I could attack that way and then use my last one to just poke him for one. Let's yeah? say you've done that. Yeah. yeah. So I poke him for one damage. So I wounded two adversaries in that turn, not three for my plus two renown, unfortunately. Not only had three adversaries no. on, the t- on the table, really, have we? No. Um, so that now moves unlock and I get three dice now. So I've got a five, four and a one. So with the one, I'm going to just use my war, war axe and does a point of damage. And then I'm going to hit him with my broadsword three times, basically. Yep. So three up. Yep. And it does D3. Does one. Of course it does. And then three up. Yep. Does two. Of course it does. So two, four, five. I've got one. It hits. And I need to get two damage on him. Nope. Does one. But I've got one purple dice left to do my broadsword. Oh, it's one. <laughs> he's still alive on one wound because he's got a shield. He's got seven wounds. Um, oh, dear me. <laughs> um, so let's see what, what the Zangor's going to do. He's going to six, whatever that is. Probably he's probably going to kill me. Just destroy us, do you reckon? Well, I've only got two wounds left. Right, it'll hit me, because I'll pick on the room mark one. Uh, challenge the mighty. Each Zangor's moves towards the least wounded hero. That's me. If it can't reach any of the Zangor's range with Savage Blade. So, two attacks on me, mate. Freeze. Two sixes. Oh, two ones. I'm down to one wound. Vicious Beak. Four up. No! Yes. Five up! Oh, I'm dead! 
Oh, oh no, I'm not. I'm not yet. I need to take one more. I'm grievously wounded. Right, okay. <laughs> not, I'm not actually grievously wounded yet. It's when you get the next one, you then, yeah. you're then then taken off. So, oh okay. my god. So, that goes to you. Yep. Uh, roll the fake dice. Roll the fake dice. Uh, two fours and two, two twos. twos. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we get a one to use in the bank. <laughs> um, oh, fours. If there are fours are discarded and there are any adversaries on the board with vigour three or more, there are, set up tweak as close as you can. Um, subtract one from any rolls, attack rolls for heroes in the same chamber. So we have to minus one off our attack rolls. Okay. If we move on to his square, then we ro- we do a dice off. If you win it, you get a boon. If you fail it, you get a bane. Right. Okay. So it's like how a, long does the boon or bane last? Um, I don't know. It says discard. Oh, it's you keep you take him and you can use him later on. Right. Okay. So, and the cool. other double fours. That is four. Two is pug, but we don't have any treasure cards. So. Okay. Don't we? Uh, no, you. Someone, that? someone has to have um, more than two. Right. Okay. Because we we only had one each. So, so I'll roll my my four. One, two, three, five. Oh, you only got two dice. Oh yeah, I have. So roll the pur- the purple dice. We've only got one, is it? Yeah, we just got a one. Okay, so I've got two fives. I think we only need to do one damage to the guy. So, so how many wounds has he got left? One. One. So. I just attack him then. I just got to be with the normal one. I hit him for a six, so I, so I kill him, and then I get to do a free action. Yeah, so you could teleport onto the dude, um, onto the little familiar. Yeah, could I not, my free action not be to heal one of these? Yeah, it could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then could I be could be a respite, and then you could heal again. So you could do free action to heal. Yeah. Then the next heal is a two up. Or I could move on to him. Or should I try? I may as well try and heal that on a two up. Ugh. No, you don't have to roll. Oh, it's just you have to use a dice of a two or more. Oh, right, okay. So it's two fives. Yeah. yeah. So then, so I'm fully healed now. Then that's good. Um, I don't have any dice, so I have to use that dice to heal. Yep. So that little dude won't attack then. No, he's not an adversary. Right. Okay. So because he's not an adversary, we now yep. have a respite phase. Yep. So we can move anywhere in the chamber we want. Yeah, so I can move on to him. Yeah, do you want to? Yeah. Yeah, okay, roll off. Five. I've got one. So you win, you get a boon. Discard, tweet, re-roll up to two dice after you make an action roll or destiny roll. So you can roll, you can discard him to yep. re-roll two of your dice. Okay. Very good. What, two of these? So if I roll like two ones? Two of ones. those or two of those. Right, okay. Um... So I'll re-roll to see what I get, or re-roll. Yeah, so basically, you draw your four dice, yeah. and then you could go. I want to re-roll that one and that one. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's you could fine. either do it on those, or you could do it on the destiny yeah, that's dice. Fine. Okay, it's probably best on the destiny dice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to heal D three, one. Of course it is. Yeah. Right. Okay. So on the the player, so we pass the dice over. So I'm now down to two wounds. And we roll the fake dice. So three fives. So they go away. Uh, a one and a two. Uh, fives is going to be um, slot, but we haven't got any guys. So we have to get out of this chamber. Otherwise, there's um, we have a, an event. So I think we will anyway, actually. Um, so it's me. I roll two dice. One and a two. 
So I'm going to use both of those to heal. Yep. And then I'm going to use the one to move. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. We'll do that dice thing again. <laughs> Wouldn't be very good if you were drinking beer while you play this. Yeah. So while you're doing that, then, I roll mine and see if I can get out of that, that room as well. Yeah? Yeah, I think we're going to get a random event anyway. Okay. One, three, three, five. Yep. Yeah. Stacked. Cool. So I didn't get any sixes, so I can't just teleport straight across. And you've you could discard the dude to re-roll two your dice if you want. Yeah, it's not really worth it at the moment, is it? Yeah, we will get, we're going to get a... Um, you might as well just move up, to be honest. Yeah, so I'll move four, so I'll discard the one. So one, two, three, four. Discard the three. One. Can I move through you? Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can move through two, here. Two, three, four, but I have to... You have to do the stack thing. So there's okay. four dice. You're doing it all good in practice. Can you do it? I've done it like it, three it times now. Oh, oh, little bit of a wobble. It's fine. It's fine. A little bit of a wobble. Just got to balance it back this way. Easy. Like a glove. As <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it was almost fell over. And then I can discard another one. Yeah. One, two, three, four. May as well discard the last one. Yeah. To just move to there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, and that's my all my actions done. So now we roll to see what happens. Yeah, so because there's no, you don't get respite more than uh, once in a row. Right. So um, we have to roll on the chart. So 31. So 31, 32. With every footfall, the champions become ever more convinced they were being followed. Small twisted figures scuttled in the dark, skittering along ceilings and filing between the shadows. Movement, moment by moment, the tension swelled and muffled uh, crackles and frantic shushing less restrained until the champions felt they could endure no more. It was then with a great shriek that the scuttling sprang from their ambush. Vile nets of sticky strands splattered down from above, ensnaring the champions as the grots burst from hiding to attack. Each hero is stunned. So that goes on our card. So what's that a little stun marker? Yeah, it basically gets rid of one of our... Um... Oh, it goes on the card? Yeah. Roll a dice and place that many grot scuttlings next to the board, starting with the room marked player and going clockwise. Each player sets up one of those scuttlings as close to the hero as possible. So, five. Are there enough to get 12 if you both roll a six? No, no, it's only one dice. All right. So, well and truly fenced in. Uh, (laughs) um, There you go. I'm not sure they act yet. Okay, the adversary phase now proceeds as normal with those new arrivals attacking. So we'll just say they attack because yep. it's more more interesting. Um, so I guess the grot scuttlings will uh, grab a picture of us getting ganked by these as well. <laughs> yeah, they will take a photo. Um, so do you want to roll see what they do? Yep. So just one dice. Yeah. Four. A four. So four hunting time. Each grot armed with a bow attempts to move so it's not adjacent to the heroes but can see at least one of them. Any other grots move towards the nearest hero. Then they attack the nearest hero with whichever weapon is None in range. None of them have bows, do they? Um, I think some of them must have. I they've think they've got daggers or spears. Yeah, but they've got something on the other hand. So he's got a bow. Is he's it? got two swords. He's got a spear. Oh, okay. He's got a spear. I have to roll to see if he's pinned. He's okay. Okay, so... He's going to hunt with his bow, so it's one dice on a four-up damage one. So if you 
Oh. Nope. Misses. Um, so, do Grot with Stabber and Spear, which is what the Grot Stabber is damage of two. Um, so it's two dice on a five up, so he's going to hit you. Take one. Five up. Oh. Take two damage. Oh, what? And the other one as well. One hit on the five up. Saved. Saves it. Loves it. Um, well, because I'd, I'd have taken five then. <laughs> um, I've got two grots with two stabbers, so you need to roll eight dice, mate. So do two sets of four. So one. I save it. And again. Two. two. I save one, so I take one damage. You're getting shanked up well, game. You're getting shanked. Um, so I think that's it for the adversary phase. Yeah. Um, that's going to pass to you. to me, so I roll the purples. Yeah. See what happens. Uh, double four. So you have got the tweak, if you will think you might want to re-roll. But if you could roll a six or a I one. I could roll so, a six. So double four is probably not too bad, actually. So double four is tweak again, though. So we would end up being at minus one to hit in that chamber. Yeah. Um, but you're in that chamber, so you're so right over there. me. No. Just stick with it. How many wounds have they got each? I think they've really got one. Uh, that's fine. Two. We'll be okay. Two. That's fine. Oh, uh, hang on. It says, if any, vigor three or more. No, we're right. Yeah. They've really got vigor two, so we're okay. Right, so I, I only roll one of these now, don't I? Yeah. Four. Okay, so I can still use my, uh, my thingy. So if I use... So shall I read the stunned thing? So we yeah. know that does. Because I'm not entirely sure. Uh, stunned. This blade born or swift still doesn't. When a hero is yet. stunned, place a stun marker on the hero card instead of a wound marker. There's no space when the marker is described in effect. Stun attacks cannot grievously wound. Um, it says each time a stunned miniature suffers a wound, flip one of their stun markers. Oh, we're not stunned. Because the wound would have would have just wounded us, so you just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. You lose it. Yeah. Because what it happens, you flip over when you get wound, and then it the next is basically like a, an extra wound. Um, if you um, yeah, so you roll two dice, then make roll one more. Six. Six. Oh, nice. Okay, so I can. I'll attack this one on a four plus. So yep. on a three plus, using my Reaper Gauntlet. So I hit him, and it's a six as well. So I do D3 damage. Three. Okay. So I kill him. And then with my free action, I'll attack again. I miss. <laughs> of course you do. Um, so then with my other action, uh, three plus, I miss. Useless. What about the purple dice? Um, so I use one, the one to try and heal a point away, yeah, or so I try and kill well, him. Yeah. No, try and heal yourself. Might as well. Yeah, so I, I, I use that, and that that point goes away. All right. So that's six locks, but then it's you anyway. So it's no point as that. It just moves across. How many dice you got? Three. Oh uh, yeah. Six, five, and two. So I am going to hit the uh, goblin with the two slitters here. Yep. Uh, with my broadsword, which misses, of course it does. 
Um, I'm going to charge. I, I am pinned though, so I try and I'll try to dodge. I do not dodge. No, I do. I've got to roll under, right? You got to roll, yeah, under your agility. No, I think it's over. Yeah, you got to roll what your agility is. So no, I don't. I can't dodge away. So I'll spend that to attack the broadsword. Yeah, which hits and does three damage that kills one, and then yep. I can do death blow. So I'll hit the other one, which hits. And does one point of damage. I'll spend the five. To do oh, sorry. I'll spend the two to do his normal two up attack, which yep. will kill it. Which might renown up again. Um, then I'm going to spend the six to spend the five to move, and then I'll spend the six to charge. And I'll tap with the broadsword. Hits. There's one point of damage. Come on! We're going to be beefy. What's going on? Just wounding these goblins for one apiece. I know. Just, just, just chipping away. Um, okay, cool. So um, we've still got some grots on the board, unfortunately. Um, and it's their go now, isn't it? So do you want to roll see what they do? Yep. Four. I think that's the same hunting time. You've got armor bow attempts to move so it's not adjacent to any heroes but can see at least one of them. Yeah, it's fine, it's already there. Uh, so just gonna attack us, aren't they? Well, no, he can move, can't he? He'll move away, then shoot you. Um, so he's gonna shoot with the bow. So one dice on the four up. Yep. Oh, take a wound. Yeah, you take that bow shot. <laughs> And this other guy's going to stab you with his spear. No. Yay, missed. <laughs> right. Uh, that goes to you. Yeah, it does. The yeah. fake thingy. And then you get the roll of purples. Five sixes, no. All, all individual dice, all though, good. so uh, that's pretty good. That wouldn't really happen often, I don't think, on five dice. No. No. Cool. Um, um, your dice. Two to three. So I'm going to spend the one to heal. Yep. So there's six locks. Yes, it does. Then I will spend the two to move. I should have charged. And I'll spend the three to hit it. Spend the two to hit it. Yeah, kills it. Yep. And that'll lock the four. Um, and I'm going to spend the three to heal. Yep. And then they're going to unlock. And it's going to be your go. Then it's me. So I only get three. Uh, two, two, five. So I'll just attack that goblin with the two plus to hit on the twos. Two wounds? Yeah. So I kill him? Yeah. Sweet. And then I'll use my five to heal. And then we've got some dice left, so there's no point in using them for anything, is there? 
No, we might as well take a respite and see if we get some loot and yep. go for that. So, respite. Um, on a four up. Yep, I get some loot. I get some loot as well. I've got the Basilisk Tongue. The words on this leathery tapering scroll will turn a living foe to solid stone. You can read the scroll at any point during your turn. Roll a dice for each adversary in your chamber. If the result is higher than their vigour, they are turned to stone. Remove them from the board. Amazing. That's pretty good. And you've got this one. Which is the Unseen Amulet. Uh, when breathed upon, this silver disc vanishes from sight, as it does its wearer for a time. You can discard this card at the start of the adversary's phase. Adversaries, ignore your hero during the phase. They are not pinned by you. They can move through you, and they cannot target you. And when they attack... They cannot... Oh, sorry, hang on. And they cannot target you when they attack unless they are using an area weapon. So I basically just sneak off and can't be hurt for a turn. Pretty uh, pretty legit for your character, I think. Yeah, quite useful. Right. So yep. we uh, go for it then, mate. So purple Purples. dice time. Uh, twos. Uh, two is pug. If, uh, <laughs> if twos are discarded and there is a hero with two or more treasure cards, low. <laughs> Set him up to one closest. Um, heroes cannot use treasure cards while Pug is in the same chamber. So does he follow us around? So we can just leave him behind there, can we? So what about if you move on to him? Do you dice off and see if you Yeah, so the boon is discard Pug, draw a treasure card. Uh, when you draw a treasure card, get two. If you, it's a bang, then on, you roll for your cards. On a one or two, they go to the back of the deck. So you could lose what treasure you got, basically. Mm. So it's not, probably not too bad for you because yours isn't amazing. No, but I so don't want to lose mine. So. I'll roll my four dice anyway. Yeah. Uh, two, three, four, five. So you might as well use the purple one to explore, I guess. The purple one to explore the room, yeah. So flip the card. Uh, perilous footing. It was more treacherous than walking on shifting sands. Coins and detritus spilled away in a rattling showers with every step. Uh, roll on encounter table B. Go for it. Um, six. Of course it is. Each time a hero moves into a space in this chamber, they must reduce the score of their lowest hero dice by one. If their lowest dice is showing a score of one, remove it and replace it with a wound marker. So where does that... Tie will go then Where the, over here. Yeah, I guess that's there. I haven't got the card in front of me, so yeah, that's where it is. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a good guess. So where does that go there? Yeah, and that goes to the exit. That goes to the exit there. That'll be the boss chamber. Yep. So we have actually gone through every tile then to get to the boss. Um, right. So what have we got in here then? Two two acolytes. Acolytes. Um, so I'll use my two. Move up to here. Uh, every isn't it every time you move? Oh, yeah, that's true. Each time a hero moves into a space in this chamber, yeah, so, so you'd move your two, you'd move there, your three goes to a two, then you'd move there, it'll go to a one. Then if you move again, you'll get wounded. So, so, that, that, so sorry, you that spend the two, two. yeah, yep. you spend the two to move, yeah, yeah, and then you move into that space, your yep. lowest dice goes down, then you move into a space, then your lowest dice goes down. Yep. So it now, if you moved again, then you'd get wounded. Yep. But you could just stop moving yep. 
and then spend that dice to attack. Okay, so I use uh, this one for the three plus attack on him. I hit. Cool. Three wounds. Ouch. He has got a shield, so he has got four hit points, so he's still in the game. Yep, I use my one to attack him on a two plus, so I kill him. Do indeed. And then I use my other attack to do D3 on the other guy. I miss. Oh, I was going for glory there. <laughs> Ooh, two sixes. Two and a three. Uh, I'm going to have to spend my two to move, I think. So I'll go one, and that goes to a two. Yeah. Two, that goes to a one. Um, and then I'm going to spend my... Um, one to could you have just sword. charged him? Yeah, but then the dice would tick down. Oh, right, yeah. So I wound him, just one point. Um, and then I'm going to spend my six to um, D3 him. Yeah, hits him. That's three. Kills him. Check me out. Boom, on good round. Player. We cleaned out. Did. No point doing anything else unless I want to go for Pug. But I don't really no. fancy that. So, um, yeah, end of that turn then. So um, we get a respite. Yep. So we move up to the up to there, and then roll a dice on a four up. Nope. Nope. And then I'm the remark player now, I guess. Yep. Uh, chuck us those purple purple dice. All right. Boss room. Two sixes and two ones. Brilliant. Can you use Tweak? Um, Can you discard him? So discard Tweak to re-roll two dice after you make an action roll or a destiny roll. So no, because no. you're not doing it. Yeah, because I could have re-rolled <laughs> one of the ones and one of the sixes. Uh, if any ones or sixes, an expected event occurs. Let's see what this unexpected event is. Purples or tens? One, one. Oh, God. Eleven. <laughs> Are we both about to die? I reckon this is bad. With a roar, a great jet of sky blue flame leapt from on high to engulf the champions and dancing energies of change. Cries of alarm rang out as the party held themselves aside, seeking to avoid immolation and mutation. Starting with the roommate player and going clockwise, each player rolls four dice. So each player rolls four dice. Keep going until a player does not roll a six. That player is struck by a gout of warp flame and suffers D3 wounds. If they're grievously wounded, they must discard one of their skills. So each player rolls four dice. So I roll mine first. Yep. I don't get a six. So um, that player is struck by warp flame and I take one wound. Yeah, that's not too bad. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's a real action dice. Yep. Uh, a one, a four, and a six. So, use the one to flip the card. Yep, might as well. And it's the searing beams. The searing beams, that's right. So, there's the boss chamber. Uh, stepping through the shimmering blue haze, the champions emerged in a profane temple to Zinch. In that place of worship they beheld a great statue of a demon lord whose avian gaze bespoke knowledge of dark and terrible secrets. 
At the statue's feet, the champion saw two great crystal prisms, each mounted upon an intricate clockwork dais. From these prisms spilled a searing light. Each beam leapt out like a searing river of power to scorch the walls black. Here, it seemed, was a puzzle of sorts. Set up the two prism markers, which are these, on the braziers. And see, like, the little light bit yeah. pointing out the wall? Like that. Right, okay. The beams. So they're basically beams. Um, each prism projects a beam that extends outwards until it hits an obstacle or the chamber's edge. To begin with, each beam is projected at the closest edge of the chamber. The effects are detailed on the expiration card. The hero with the expiration card titled The Librarian can make this action. On a free plus, so any dice with a free, is a chant. Until the end of the hero phase, the beams are deactivated and of no effect. Okay. Okay. And then it says here, if a miniature touches a beam, it suffers D3 wounds. Adversaries will avoid this if possible. Heroes can make this action. Rotate on a four up. Rotate an adjacent prism marker up to 90 degrees. Its beam inflicts D3 wounds on any model it touches as it moves. If a beam touches the statue, go to 49. If both touch at the same time, go to 57. Right, okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, you've got to roll twice on encounter table B. So do you want to do it? So just roll two dice. Yeah. Five and a one. Five and a one. One. One Kyrak Acolyte per player and one pink horror. So we'll go with those two and a pink horror. And the five is one blue horror per player. Okay, cool. Um, so I spent that one to explore, didn't I? So we don't really want the beams touching, do we? Uh, I'm going to charge. One, two. Well, you want to turn the beams round so they both scorch through and kill all the minions, really. Yeah, but it'll hit the statue first, won't it? Well, all right, so you don't want them to hit the statue. Well, I guess you want them both to hit at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So the only way you do that is to deactivate them, then rotate them to point at the statue, and then at the end of the hero turn, it will they'll turn on and hit the statue together. Yeah. Um, but I reckon we just gank all the enemies first. Yeah. So um, I've charged in. I'm going to hit this dude with my uh, broadsword. Okay. Hits. It's D3 damage. One. Does one point of damage. God's sake. Um, I then... Again. Uh, I'm going to do it again on the same guy. Misses. i do it again. I'm going to be greedy. Misses. Right, my... See what I get then. Well, I think I'll use my dude to re-roll those two ones. <laughs> it's a good idea. Three and a four. Okay, so I can at least do a simple attack of some sort. Uh, right, so I'll use a two to move. Uh, one, two. So these don't move unless we turn them. That's right. Okay, so I'm safe to stand there. Um, so that's been used. Um, I'll D3 him. Okay. Three plus. Yep. That's cool. One wound. And then I'll attack him normally. Does a wound. Yeah. Normally does a wound. So I do three wounds. I thought she's got four. She's got a shield. I'm to some sixes there so I could... Um, 
So we've not done very well. We've basically not killed anything, and they're all going to go now, and it's going to get really painful, I think. We could end up both dying here, which would be pretty lame, as this is meant to be like easy mode mission. But we'll see what happens. So, um... Oh man, this is just horrific. I don't like this at all. Uh, let's roll for it then. Let's see what happens. I should have just popped my amulet, gone invisible, and let them kill you. <laughs> I, I should have used my tongue, I think. I should use, I'm getting greedy. I wanted the loot, the experience. I should use my basilisk tongue. Um, so, what do you want to start with? Pink horror? Yep. Go for it. Sure, just one man. dice? Yeah, see what he does. Six. Oh, I don't really want you rolling those dice. So on a six, vicious capering. Each horror in the group moves towards the nearest hero. Each horror in the group then attacks the nearest hero with its blue foil flickering blade, whichever is in range. So one, two. So they can move through each other, can yeah, they? Yeah, through enemies, yeah. yeah. So the um, pink horror is going to hit me, flickering blade. Uh, two dice on twos. One. Uh, just a one on a five up to ignore it. Nope, so I'll take a wound. Uh, one blue horror on me. Um, two dice on threes. One. I ignore it. Yeah. One blue horror on you. Two dice on threes. Take two wounds. Save one of them. Just take the one. Alright. Kyric Acolytes. <laughs> yep. On one. one. Draw their blood. Each acolyte moves towards the nearest hero, then attacks them with whichever weapon is in range. Then roll a dice and add one to the result for each wound they cause. On a six or more, set up a pink horror at the nearest portal. They will act in this phase unless the pink horrors have already acted. So we've already. Do done we not that. have a portal in this room? There is two. Yeah, I just haven't put one. Oh so. uh, yeah, okay, I see. Um, yeah. So um, okay. So the Kyric acolytes. Says each moves towards an attacks from whichever weapon is in range. So, cursed blade. So, two dice on a four up against me. Nope. Nope. And um, we'll do two dice on a four up against you. Nope. Uh, they they're going to be, uh, be rolling. Roll a dice. Nope. So, they don't get a pink horror. So cool. They suck. Is that? That was me now, isn't it? Yeah. Right, so into the next turn, we're surrounded. Beams are on. Terry to go. There's a room up player. Uh, fours, three of them. You've already used your. I used it you? on the last turn. So fours is tweak. If any fours are discarded, there's an emphasis with figure three. So you might as well put him back on the board, mate. Uh, he's there. I just um, so him in the put him behind the pink horror. Uh, we're minus one on all our attacks. Ugh. Oh, we've got a six and a three there. <laughs> Probably the worst result we could have had, unless you could teleport onto him, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, um, well, I'll roll my three in, see what I get. Six, four, and a two. Okay. Ooh. So, should I use the six to teleport on top of him to try and get well, rid of him? It's going to get rid of him anyway. Um, yeah, so I'll use that six. Yeah, you could end up losing your dice doing this, but just do it. It's yeah. Fun. It's the best option. Okay, so go try and kill I'll it. jump onto him. Pink horror. Then we oppose dice. Yep. Yeah. One. Six. Um, okay. So what happens? Bane, discard D3 hero dice from your card. One. Let's go with a two then. 
Um, right, so... That's locked. Yeah. Um, I use my four. I'll attack. So how many wounds has he got left? Two. Pink horror? Yeah. How many has he got? Uh, four. And he's got one. One. I'll attack the pink horror because I'm currently doing double damage. So... On a three? Three plus. Yeah. And I get a free okay. action. So D3. I do four wounds. That kills him. Pop. And then we get two blues. Because he splits. Um, with my... I'll attack him. Three plus. So I get another free attack. Uh, D3. Three. Kill oh, him. I forgot your... Uh... You can take a skill card now. So it's just a blue one, is it? Yeah. Two blues and pick two, one. Two blues and pick one. So I get Eye of Fate or Wellspring. So I, the skill is 4C on a 2+. plus. Put a stun marker on this card until the end of the round. While it is there, you can re-roll save rolls of a 1. If your hero is celestial, other players whose heroes in the same chamber can do the same as yours. So I'm guessing that's the Sigmarine. Mm. And the Warrior Priest. Okay, or well, the other one is, before making your action roll, roll a dice for each wound on your hero card. On a roll of a 6, replace it with a stun marker. If your hero is unrelenting, remove the wound without replacing it with a stun marker. Well, I'm neither of those things at all. So I may as well take the re-roll ones for my save. Sure. They're both not actually very good at all, I don't think, for me. But No, not brilliant. So the other one... Just goes at the bottom. Discarded. Yeah. Um, so I've still got another attack from my free one. So mm -hmm. I'll try and finish him off. Sure. Um, he's got one wound left, has he? That's right, yeah. So I hit him on a two plus. So I, I kill him. So I've wounded three people in a turn as well. So I gain an additional two... Right yeah. now. Flying round. Yeah. Leave some for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll attack. These have got one each. Two. Two each. I'll try and three plus him. Yep, so I get free attack, D3. So I kill him. Right. So with my free attack, I'll attack the other one. Uh, hit him. Two wounds. Wow. You almost like helped me back up again. <laughs> so I, do I move one more? I've done it. You've done it. Yeah. Um, and so from two dice, I managed to kill four models. Yeah. That's a pretty tasty round. That was pretty good. And I lost a dice. <laughs> um, uh, right, your turn then. Um, so I might You've got as that well, three there. Yeah. Use the I might as well try a broadsword um, attack on the blue horror. Yep. Which hits. And... Does two damage, so it kills him. Gives me a renown. Spawns a little, little whoopty. Death blow. Hit the other blue horror. Hits him. Does one point of damage. Of course it does. Um, spend the three to attack him normally. Yep. Which kills him. Which is going to give me a level up. Uh, spawns one of these little brimstone dudes. And then... Those um, brimstones are tiny. They are, yeah. So, see what skills I get. So, I've got Life Bane. 
You are the hand of fate, the unstoppable destroyer, the embodiment of death itself. Death strike, six up. Pick an adjacent adversary, roll a dice. If the result is higher than the adversary figure, they are dead. <laughs> I quite like that. That's cool. Fires of battle, hot burns your soul, stoked by a determination to overcome your foes and bathe in their blood. If your action roll contains any doubles, your hero heals a wound. If this makes room for another hero dice, roll it immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. See, you've got two amazing ones, and I've got two pants ones. I think the fires of battle is probably the better, so I'm going to take that, although the, the life bane does sound cool. Um, but I'm going to go for fires of battle. It's is that with death strike, is it? I, I'm not taking death no, strike. Because okay. it's a six... You need a six on your dice, yeah. and then, so I think that's better. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use my two to heal, um, and that's be done. I haven't done eight points of damage in a turn, which I think is pretty difficult to do. To be honest, I only get one renown if I do that. That's pretty yeah. pretty impossible, I think. Um, All right, see what they do then. Yeah, roll a dice. Six. six. Uh, vicious capering. Each horror in the group moves towards the nearest hero. Each horror then attacks the nearest hero with blue or its flickering blade. Well, they're all, so they're they're all, all adjacent, and we'll do two on each. Yep. So um, two on you is four dice on fours. So two, two hits. So take two, sa- oh, two, two saves. You take no. two wounds. Ugh. And uh, two on me. So on fours. Uh, two. And I get five ups, and I save one, so I take a wound. Pretty nasty. Yeah. Thought they are lots of little rubbish attacks. Um. Okay. Cool. So, so it's your the thingy turn now. Yeah, and we'll see what we roll. Well, three sixes. This is not brilliant. Great. A three and a two. Um. So. Let's see what we get. We get a 33. Oh, God. This didn't look very nice when I was reading 32. (laughs) My eyes were gravitating towards it. There came from within the walls an ominous clicking and whirring, as unseen mechanisms spinning maliciously in the dark. The champions wheeled and turned, trying in vain to determine the source of the terrible sound. Then with a vicious hiss, the clockwork blade sprang forth. The room-mark player puts three stun markers in front of them representing three blades, then rolls a dice. If the result is less than their agility, they are struck by the blades and suffer a wound for each marker in front of them. Otherwise, they dodge one of the blades, discard one of the markers, and roll again to see whether they could dodge another. Oh, why couldn't it be you? So, uh, am I not still the... No, because it's a new turn. Right, okay. I was going to say, I'm agility one. I'd have just jumped out of the way. Yeah, I'm not so agile, no. unfortunately. Ah, <laughs> oh. right, first one. Oh, he dodges it. Oh yes. So what's your agility? Five. <laughs> oh god. Oh no, three up. Sorry. Oh, we were okay. Dodged. Oh dodge. yeah. Triple dodge. He's five, agile. five, six. That's like Matrix. <laughs> Between the uh, the blades, right? Okay, cool. Um, so, guess my action dice then. Double one. Double one. Brilliant. So well, they've got one wound each. They, they have. What so I'm going to do is I'm going to burn my basilisk tongue. Right. So what does that do? Um, 
Roll a dice for each adversary in your chamber. If the result is higher than their vigor, they are turned to stone. Remove them and they don't gain renown. But they don't give us renown anyway. Yeah. So, they're so all you, dead. You just killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's much better than that's trying a, to fight all of them. Better idea than trying to actually do something because they don't give you anything. Um, then I'm going to use a one to heal. And I'm yep. going to use a two to heal. So the three gets locked away. And the one I'm going to move next to this. Yep. And that's the end of my go. Right, so I'll roll my one dice. I get a five. So I'll use that three to heal. Yeah. I guess I'll use the five to heal as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that's me. We get a respite now, so um, I'm going to see if I can get a treasure. I do. I don't. (laughs) You could heal instead if you... Oh, okay, I'll heal instead then. Yeah, I'm not... I want um, full gem of command. Oh, we had this last time. This is amazing. The purple gem pulses evilly as it seizes the mind of its victims, turning them to helpless puppets. You can use this card after a behavior roll has been made, but before it's resolved, choose the adversary from the group and then attack another adversary with one of its weapons. The adversary you choose cannot do anything else. This phase discard the card. So you basically get the. It's like the mind mobs control, to, basically. To kill each other. Yeah. Um, that's the end of that. That's right. the end of that turn. So, roll the purples. I'm missing one. Oh yeah, triple five and two. Oh, oh. So what happens when we have no dice? Fickle fate. Fate giveth and fate taketh away. If all dice are discarded, each hero can roll a d3 and discard that many wounds from their hero card. If all five show the same number, then each hero can also draw a skill card. Oh, okay. Then resolve the consequence of the discarded dice. Fives and twos. Twos is pug. Um, so we get a little pug out. Move this guy over here. Um, he stops us using cards. Um, and then fives is so slop. So there's no, there aren't many adversaries on the board, so we're okay. So we heal D three, but neither of us is wounded anyway. Yep. Okay, that's fine. Cool. Um, then I roll my four actions. Uh, one, two, four, five. That's not brilliant. No, so... Because you need to chant, and you, you have a free up, and you need two fours to move the beam onto the statue. Yeah, and so... you haven't got the dice. I need to use a one to just go over here. Don't stand there. But I know I need to stand there, don't I? Because I need yeah. to spin it that way. Um, so I want a... On a three plus to try and turn it once. No, no, no. It's a free four up to move it. Okay. You just don't no roll, it's just automatic. Okay, so I move it up to 90, yeah? Yeah, but the problem is, you can't deactivate them and move it to point the statue. That's fine, so I'll just point it to there and leave it there. Right, okay. And then I can use that one. Do the chant anyway to deactivate them, because I might be able to do it. You don't have to roll. You oh, just okay. discard a yeah. three or more. And that's because of the librarian card, yeah? Yeah. And then the two, I can't do anything about anyway, can I? Cool. So I'll do mine. So if I get enough to deactivate move move the beam, move across, move the beam, then yep. we can do it. So, um, Which I will with that. So, um, I am going to turn this twice to point at the statue. Yeah. And then I'm going to move. And then I'm going to turn this to point at the statue. Yeah. So then, end of the hearing phase, the beam's hit. 
And we've got to read the thingy, see what it says. As the demonic statue at last shattered apart, blue flames roared up from its thundered remains. Hanging amid those spectral fires which revealed the gaunt summoner, a bit a shadow of his true self, the demon favoured his champions with an unsettling smirk, then raised one hand. Up from his outstretched palm there drifted a glinting fragment of the amulet of which the gaunt summoner had spoken before. This, proclaimed the ethereal demon, was the first piece of the puzzle. For on it was seared a syllable of his true name, such words of power, he revealed. And should the champions gather them all, they would be able to bind him to their will, albeit for a few moments, long enough to demand his boon and to earn their freedom. Why should he tell them all this? asked the summoner with a sharp smile. Perhaps it was just his nature or the capricious hints. Perhaps they had earned such revelation, or perhaps his fear of these interlopers was so little that he would hand them the keys to unlock his power, knowing that they had never lived long enough to use them. With that last pronouncement, the special creature raised his blade and darted to the attack, the amulet fragment still orbiting lazily around him with the promise of rewards yet to be reaped. The beams are shut off and no longer any effect, set up the gaunt summoner directly in front of the statue and put the fragment Haish marked with the symbol above next to the board. If the gaunt summoner is slain, the room marked player can claim the fragment, completing the trial. Turn back to the start of the book and read ending the trial. Okay, so gaunt summoner pops in. Okay, let's go for it. So let's roll to see what the gaunt summoner does. Now the adversary phase, so... Let's see what the Gaunt Summoner is going to do to us this turn. Six. <laughs> Master of Fate, put all five Destiny dice on the Rune of Zinch until the next adversary phase. They are not rolled in the next Destiny phase. The Gaunt Summoner attacks with Infernal Flames. And Infernal Flames is hits everyone in the room, maybe up to three times. So what I'm going to do, so I'm going to use the Gemma command on him. So it says... Before it's resolved, there's nothing for him to attack. Yeah. But what it'll do is it'll stop him doing anything. Okay. So I'm actually going to stop him doing that because I think that's too powerful. So I'm going to basically stun him with the gem. There we go. So he doesn't do anything. Yeah. So that's our go. So that goes to me, doesn't it? Because you just rolled the the all thingy. Yeah. Double four. Two fours. Just yeah. two fours. Uh, I think four is tweak though, isn't it? Yes. So it's minus one to our dice. Yep. Right, so I roll my action dice. Yep. Two fives and two ones. Um, I'll spend that purple one to move. So we go for tweak. Which I win that boon. Uh, then I'm going to hit him with the sword, which I do. Yep. Um, D three. No, it just does one. Just one. And then again. Oh, hang on. He's got a special rule. I forgot this last time. Who the gaunt summoner has a special rule? Yeah. So it says. Um, when a gaunt summoner is wounded, the attacking hero must discard their highest remaining hero dice. <laughs> um, so I'm going to attack him with the 5 
to do the broadsword attack, which I miss. Uh, he's not wounded, so I'm going to hit him again normally, which he is hit on a two, so he takes another wound. I haven't got any more hero dice to discard. Yep. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend the fate dice, which I can't, the locked one, the unlocked one, to do it again. Yeah, and do point damage. How many wounds has this guy got? Nine. Okay, cool. you go. See how many I get then? Uh, two ones, two fives. So I use a one to attack normally. Yep. And then I lose a five. Yeah? Yep. So he takes one wound. Then I use my D3 attacks. Yep. Do one wound. Then I lose the one. And then I use that five, three plus, yep, and D three, three. Nice. So he's got one wound left. He has indeed. Um, okay, so Mercurial Temper. If the Gaunt Summoner has six or more wound markers next to him, subtract two from any rolls on his behavior table. So roll the dice. So it goes to a three. Mindstorm. The Gaunt Summoner moves as far as possible from the heroes as possible. Then the room mark player rolls two dice and takes as many stun markers as the highest number rolled. They put one on their hero card and then pass the rest of the player on their left, who does the same, continuing until they've all been placed. So he's going to move as far away as he possibly can. He's movement nine. So I think he's actually going to go one, two... Three, four, five, six. Oh, seven. okay. So you can go out of the room then. Yeah. Um. They roll two dice. Uh, six. So that's three stun markers each. Yep. Right. So see what the purple dice give us. Two fives. Well, I think that's slot. So we're all right there. Yeah. And I only get one action dice, yeah? Six. <laughs> so, I can leap next to him. Yeah. And then use that one to attack him. He's only got one wound left, doesn't he? And I miss. So, I could use the other dice yeah. to just try and kill him on a two plus. Gone then. So, I yeah. do the last wound to him. Down it goes. It says turn to start and read ending the trial. So do I get extra bonus yeah, renown? And stuff. Yeah, you get D three renown. I get one. It makes a three? difference because it won't get you there. Um, whenever the heroes are successful or not, they must wander the silver tower in search of the gaunt summoner's next test. Amidst the labyrinthine corridors, that which have been learned, they fade like a dream, while treasures may serve their purpose or simply be lost. Each player rolls a dice for each treasure card they have, a 1, 2, 3 return to a treasure deck. Nope. So this one, yep. And then um, any fragment, you claim the fragment because you killed the dude. Any fragments of the amulet are kept by the players that took them. If the group has no fragments, then you must discard all your skill cards. The players do not have any fragments... Uh, if they have one fragment, each hero can keep one skill. If they have two, if they have between four and seven, they can keep three. 
Um, and if they have eight, they can keep four. They must discard the rest. Any skills, treasures, and fragments, the amulet you keep will be with you when you attempt your next trial. You can keep them on your hero card, just make a note for later reference. So that's basically the first trial done. So we carry our skills over if you wanted to keep them for yep. the next game. Um, and you So can I treasure. discard this at some point if I want to keep a better skill then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah you keep at the end of the, 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 the actual yeah. mission, you'd keep the one or two. It depends on any fragments you've got. Yeah. But you can choose which to keep. So it means you can try and hone your skills. But that was the first mission of um, Silver Tower played through. But um, what did you think then, Terry? I, I actually quite like that. It's quite simple. And it's a shame that I just missed with all my core attacks, but never mind. <laughs> That's it. Well, you did you did come good in the end by clearing out that last room and killing the boss. So yeah, did pretty good at the Nearly end. Nearly leveled up twice in one room. Exactly, yeah. Um, whereas like I started off good clearing out the first corridor and then basically didn't do a lot after that. Did but nothing after there you that. Go. Um, but yeah, that's the game. Um, so... I think it's really good. It's a good good buy for the money, and I think it's got lots of replay value. Um, it's obviously never there's eight different trials, and they're never going to be quite the same. Well, ignoring replay value, the models. I mean, look at that pile of models there. No, yeah, ninety five awesome, quid's worth of models for what this. What do you reckon? There's about well, how many heroes are there? Six heroes, plus the gaunt summoner, plus the minotaur dude. Yeah. That's that's eight equivalent heroes. Even if they're fifteen pounds each, you're still already... well over a hundred quid. Yeah. The acolyte dudes, the minotaurs, the pink horrors are amazing. The blue horrors are cool as well. The two little skaven assassins are amazing. There's just so much. There good isn't stuff a, in there, there isn't really a model in the the box that isn't very good. The gob- um, I'm not sure about the goblins I'm with their four legs, but but um, I don't know. They're, they're okay. I think they would have been it would have been better if you just kept everything to a zinch theme. Yeah, well, I don't um, know, because I kind of like the little Skaven dudes. Yeah, I mean, that could be the Changeling, though, couldn't it? Like a Changeling assassin. It could be like a cool... It could have been, yeah. And then the little the little grots could have been something like, like Zangle or Ungor or something. I wasn't too sure about them. I mean, they're, they're cool and all that, you know. It's nice to get a bit of variation. The Skaven models are really nice. Um, but I just, I think it's such a heavily Zinch-themed set. The tile pieces are amazing as well. Yeah, they are beautiful. If you flip that one over, that's got the cavern underneath. Oh, that's quite cool. Which I guess makes a bit more sense for the scuttlers and stuff. I mean, it's it's a fantastic set. It's good fun. Um, it's got lots of replay value, and you can keep playing through it to to level up your heroes, level your party up, and get all the way through the trial, and then try and take down the big bad gaunt summoner. So, um, right. yeah, it's good really day. cool. Right, well, that was a playthrough. That sort of gives you an overview of the rules and how the game works. Okay, it wraps up this show. Hopefully you enjoyed the playthrough and um, I'd fairly recommend you picking up a copy of Silver Tower if you haven't done so already. The model's absolutely beautiful. The production quality of the board is amazing. The game's really fun, easy to pick up and got lots of replayability. And uh, if you play AOS, which everyone listening to this probably does, um, you can use the characters in AOS for the new War Scrolls and the models, again, just phenomenal out of this world. So... We'll see you next time for a show about Age of Sigma and uh, hopefully you enjoyed this show and give us your feedback and we'll catch you soon. Cheers. Bye. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.